listening to Living Free, your podcast for a life full of freedom and magic. I'm your host, Tanya Hirsch, and I hope that every time you listen, you feel a little bit more inspired to follow your intuition and to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome back to the Living Free Podcast and another Soul Naked interview. And if you didn't know, you can watch these episodes, these conversations on YouTube where we literally talk naked with each other and we dive really deep on a vulnerable, authentic level. And on today's episode, I have Celia Janina on the show. She is a sex, intimacy and love coach and she's really devoted to the wild and erotic feminine. And she is passionate about empowering other women to live their best love life free from trauma and blocks. And that's exactly what we will be diving into today's episode. Celia shares her personal story from attracting toxic relationships which led her to this whole healing journey and especially healing her sexuality and in this interview we dive into relating to men and to ourselves into raising our standards and why it's so important into doing the inner work so we can attract and fall in love with the people we truly desire and not that are connected to our trauma and patterns why it is so important to love and choose ourselves first fully so we are not starving on love and stop accepting breadcrumbs we also dive into expanding the capacity to receive love which we sometimes are not even if we think and Celia shares with us her riches that can help you to become the woman that you're desiring to be we will also talk about tools that you can use to start your journey if you're in the beginning of this path and why self-pleasuring is so important and also why feeling safe in your body is essential to really dive into these deeper layers so you can expand your capacity to feel pleasure. And now without further ado, let's welcome Celia Janina to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Celia. I'm so excited to dive so naked with you today. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. I'm really looking forward to our talk. <laughs> Me too. So the first question I would like to ask you is what does living free mean to you right now? Mm, that's a really good question. <laughs> so I was thinking about that today that um, living free um, or like living my life is very pleasurable and very free because, for example, I have the freedom to, yeah, to, to do a podcast naked. I'm invited mm -hmm. to it naked podcast to talk about deep things so how amazing is that um and i'm free to yeah to to do whatever i want to so that is freedom to me that i have the choice to yeah to do what sets my heart on fire my soul on fire to go after my passions to um yeah to choose my life in every step and choose my day and choose my week so i think yeah right now that is pure freedom to me mm, i loved it and Take us back a little bit. How did you end up creating this life? How was your journey? How did you end up teaching about sexuality and shadow work and all the, the juicy topics you share in your work? Um, yeah, that's a long, long story and a long journey um, that I've been on. So 
it kind of started 10 years ago when I suddenly kind of like overnight had a lot of hormonal imbalances and physical issues. And I went on a healing journey first on like a physical healing journey. I went into um, raw vegan dieting. And then, yeah, I think that was the moment of my spiritual awakening. And since then, yeah, there, there are so many moments in my journey. Um, so many like, um, yeah, so many paths that I kind of took. Um, but my real deeper yeah, healing journey and also what brought me to where I am today is about two or three years ago when I had a relationship with a narcissist mm. or when I had a relationship with a narcissist. <laughs> yeah and my yeah my self-confidence was like at zero or below zero and I questioned my reality and I questioned everything and I really kind of like had to build up myself like piece from piece um and that was the moment that I realized that um I didn't really have a healthy sexuality and a healthy love life because I attracted one toxic relationship after the other and I wasn't really able to feel um like true love and also connect with someone also sexually um and then I went on a healing journey uh in my sexuality um and figured out that the years before when I tried to heal and tried to like grow and like kind of like outgrow my pains the missing link was always sexuality because I felt like yeah I'm normal you know I'm having sex and everything's okay, but and I really dove deeper into what sexuality means. And yeah, back then I took some time just for myself for the first time in my life because I had like one guy after the other, um, like a relationship after the other. Or if I didn't, if I wasn't in a relationship, then I, yeah, was still with someone. Um, and that that was the first time I really took time for myself and um, to experience my own sexuality with myself and the relationship to my body, how I relate to, to men, to myself, to, um, to the world. And that brought me to a deeper, yeah, deeper healing journey. And I found my passion in that because I realized that I'm not the only one that doesn't know that there's so much more to sexuality than we ever know. And that also there's a lot of healing, especially amongst women. Mm. There's so many like wrong um, or like so many misconceptions, so many um, destructive beliefs, so many yeah, toxic patterns that many women hold. Um, yeah, and then it kind of like, yeah, turned into me being more into sexuality, um, femininity and um, all those topics. So, yeah, my, my own healing journey brought me there. Mm. Yeah. I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing. I just had full body chills because I had the same experience. I was in a relationship with a narcissist and it's, I think it's a topic not enough people talk about because when you're in it and you don't see it, you don't see your own, yeah, your patterns and everything that's happening, you question yourself and you think you're going crazy and you're, you're doubting yourself and your self-worth and your self-love is really, when I left this relationship, I always say it felt like a piece like a glass smashing on the floor into a million pieces and for a while I've been there I, I stayed there I didn't teach anymore I didn't I, I lost the spark in my soul and then I decided to put these pieces together but this time I'm going to use gold to make something even more beautiful out of it and to create a really healthy foundation of self-love and self-worth and I was I stayed single for four and a half years and to really 
make sure I don't fall back into these patterns. And that's when the magic happens and we attract different partners. And I know you, you're also in a very healthy, loving relationship right now. Can you dive a little bit into that, how the inner work has shifted what kind of man you attract? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, everything starts with our inner work, right? So our inner reality reflects our outer reality. So we kind of attract the people um, we think we deserve um, and the kind of love we think we deserve or the kind of love we got um, um, got modeled as, as from our parents. So when our relationship to our parents is like, um, for example, um, one built on dependency, then we as grown-ups often seek codependent relationships, for example. And I, yeah, I, I kind of like healed the relationship I had to myself, um, like a lot and very deeply and also my sexuality. And then I did attract another man who, he was not super toxic, but we still had a lot of challenges, a lot of issues, and it just wasn't smooth. And um, after that relationship, I just kind of like said to the universe, okay, I'm I'm having my standards, like these are my standards and I want this or more. So, and I won't accept anything less than that. So I kind of like raised my standards because I thought I do want to have it all. Like I do want to have a man that has all the qualities that I seek for. And I don't want to make compromises anymore because that's what I did in the past, you know, making compromises and thinking, oh, but, he's very loving and caring so I can like look over you know that part of him or you know all those things um and I also think that mm, the more whole we become the more whole the person or the people we attract become as well so if I um if I feel if I don't feel whole if I'm not healed within myself then I will also attract people who are like that um yeah and so I think it makes a huge um like it's a has a huge effect the inner work on how what kind of people we um, we attract what kind of people we uh, are into and also fall in love because in the past i did have men that were good to me and they were loving i just they were just not attractive to me i always fell for the people who were you know toxic and destructive and because deep down i didn't think i deserved like true healthy love and when i kind of like chose myself and said okay i deserve to be loved so deeply for all that I am. Um, when I chose myself in that moment, I was ready for the healthy, true, deep mm -hmm. love that I was kind of like looking for all my life. Yes, so, yeah. yes, I agree so much. It's almost the same story for me. And it really changed by not only thinking I want more, and I, I think we all want more and we want to be loved and cared for and to have a really healthy relationship. But if we still accept the breadcrumbs because we're so starving on the love for ourselves that we think a breadcrumb is better than nothing, then yeah. the universe won't deliver a man that's healthy because it's like, okay, you accept the breadcrumbs. So here, what's what you will receive. And I did that for a very long time, even when I was dating. It was funny because <laughs> I shared it on my Instagram the other day that I went duck feeding with my the guys that I was dating and I even gave them the bread so I even gave them the breadcrumbs <laughs> and I accepted <laughs> the bare minimum until I, I had the same moment of surrender where I was like I was dating a guy and he was very emotional unavailable again and I was like I'm done like this is the last man I dated I'm done I want the whole bakery now I'm ready for the whole bakery <laughs> when I really 
shows because sometimes we still attract those men but if we choose not to get involved that's when it changes and that's when real love can enter our lives and I have a man now that treats me like like a goddess like I've never experienced something like that before and it's the first time I can receive it too because mm. like like you I attracted those men before but I was like not interested in them at all because it didn't feel familiar if we grow up with a parent that's emotional unavailable and we experience these codependencies and we have an anxious attachment style and it's it feels scary it's like what do I do with all this love I'm not used to it it feels unfamiliar I want to run away immediately yeah totally I love that you say with the with the breadcrumbs um that you're like you know hungry for the breadcrumbs and a breadcrumb is better than nothing I think that also deep down was also my pattern that I was so hungry for love and so hungry to be loved by a man uh, also because yeah my father was not there at all like i don't know my father um so i was really hungry for that masculine love and for a man choosing me um and it took me very long until i realized that i will never get it from the man in my life i will only you know get it from inside and once we shift that um yeah our whole relationship patterns can shift totally. yes and also what he said about um, receiving love, that's another thing I had to learn that you kind of like have to expand your capacity for love and for all the good things. So there were moments in my life where I really had to grow into more happiness and love because I wasn't used to mm -hmm. holding so much. So, yeah, I totally feel you. Yeah. And it really starts when you choose yourself. We want to be chosen. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. But the moment we choose all of us like not only the the happy side that's easy to love but also the icky sides that unlovable child inside of us that feels like it's unworthy and just wants to hide and feels like a burden if we find the courage and the strength to embrace that part and not to push it away and to numb ourselves but to invite it in with love that's when my whole reality shifted as well and I would love to dive a little bit into the into the rituals that that helped you to really become the woman that you are today on a daily basis because for me it's it's a devotion it's not like I wake up and every day I feel like I want to do something for my daily practice but it's the devotion to something bigger and to my soul that keeps me going and to see the bigger picture that really allows me to dive into these deep deep messy icky painful parts of myself yeah mm. So I think one or maybe the most important thing for me that made the most change is daily connecting to my emotions and to my body. So that can take different forms, but usually in the morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is go on my yoga mat and I don't do yoga. I just feel into my body and just, you know, sometimes I, I do so a little workout. Sometimes I'm moving, sometimes I'm dancing, sometimes I'm just holding myself, sometimes I'm moving intuitively and just really letting my body express what I feel uh, mm. through movement, through sounding and through breathing. Um, I think that was like a major game changer and it's my kind of like my daily ritual to always give my body the love and the presence and the attention that it deserves. And every day also accepting, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I don't know, I had bad dreams or my body feels really um, like stuck or painful. Then I just move in a way until, you know, it can be released and I can feel softer. Other days I wake up and I feel like, wow, I, I don't know, I wanna conquer the world. And then I journal <laughs> or, you know, I do dance practices. So I think, yeah giving myself the, this time every morning 
um, without having pressure. So in the past, I would say, okay, tomorrow morning or every morning I wake up at eight and I will do one hour of yoga or workout. That doesn't work for me personally. Um, for some people it might. I, I need like flexibility, but still, like you say, this devotion to do it again and again, um, because we can't really, you know, meditate maybe once a month and expect to change or um, also, for example, changing my mindset or changing how I relate to myself. That was something that I had to like do from moment to moment and learn from moment to moment. So um, not only, yeah, in the morning when you meditate and you visualize, like you visualize maybe your, your higher self, you visualize your future, but really making choices in every moment that are aligned with that version. So going through the day, you know, if I visualize it in the morning and then I go through the day and I act in a completely different way, then, you know, my actions have to match my, my thoughts and my emotions. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's like a, you know, like doing these little rituals or like um, these little changes in our everyday life. So it doesn't really have to be like this um, super big extended morning routine. But if every day for even if it's just five minutes or 10 minutes, we give ourselves time and love and awareness. Um, and we do that regularly, continuously, that can make a huge um, change. Mm, yes, yeah. so true. And I love what you said about uh, if I have to, like I, I know the feeling if I wake up and I, I was like that before a few years when I started my spiritual journey and I thought I have to wake up and I have to meditate. And if I don't, I'm, I'm not a spiritual person. And it was a mer very masculine approach, but not a healthy one, like a very wounded masculine that I have to do it. And it was more pressure and expectation and, The opposite of what we want to experience with that and I teach that to my clients and to, I, I do it myself as well that I wake up like you said and then you feel what do I need today and if we grew up in a household like like we both of us did and there was a lot of awareness on the other people that's why we became so empathic to why we feel so much because we always made sure everyone else is okay so our safety is not in danger and if you're used to this your whole life and you take it in your relationships and suddenly you start to experience your own needs and to feel your own emotions it's difficult in the beginning I had a hard time in the beginning to really feel what my body needs it came very much from the mind what am I supposed to do what is expected from me and suddenly like wow I can really dive into my own needs and my own desires and to make that choice from this place in the morning like how does my body feel what do I need today and it's different every day sometimes it's shaking, dancing, screaming. Sometimes I paddle out and I scream underwater if I feel this anger coming up or I, sometimes I don't do anything at all and I just cuddle with my cat in bed and that's my spiritual practice. It's really different every single day, but it's important that we devote, even if it's just one minute, but a piece of our day to something that's bigger than us and something that serves our soul and our body. Yeah, true. Mm, I... Yeah, I just had this thought about our body's intelligence, that our body has such a deep wisdom and we totally undervalue our body's intelligence, our body's wisdom. So we place our mind over our body. But um, I recently um, got burned on my leg uh, through a motorcycle. And um, I just like, I, I kind of like um, saw my body, how every day, day by day, 
my body kind of just did this wondrous thing and it kind of healed by itself and i felt like wow i i wouldn't even know how to tell you know how what, what does my body do i have no clue like, all these little processes like i i could not even tell my body to do it but it just does it by itself you know so and we have these amazing self-healing capabilities and these amazing um yeah like just these amazing body mechanisms and this body wisdom and i think it's so important to connect back to that and to go out of our mind more into our body and mm. yeah that's also like a big part of my work because we live in a world where there's so much focus on the mind and on doing and like you said less on being and less on on, on the body so i think that's um that's really important yes yes i agree totally and for those who are on the journey in the beginning like they just start this journey and they feel that there is something in their bodies and their sexuality that's, that's blocked and most of us have blockages that i really believe we all have this white woman inside of us that has a kinky side that wants to explore that also knows that our body is sacred and we don't allow anything in our body just for validation the body knows that but sometimes if we have these patterns and we need validation we overstep it but the body stores these memories how did you start your healing journey what tools did you use and how did you dive deeper also into the dark feminine and these shadow aspects of yourself to experience more pleasure because sometimes we think we want more pleasure and we just want to go up 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 but it's directly related to how deep we are willing to go that expands the capacity to feel pleasure yeah um yeah i love that that question um also because before you ask for the daily rituals and these are not daily rituals but they're also rituals i do and i also teach is self-pleasure rituals so my kind of like breakthrough was or my my yeah i i think it was a breakthrough um i had this i did a self-pleasure session and i did it differently than i did my whole life i did it with so much like love and slowness and i kind of like did it in a tantric way without knowing knowing mm -hmm. it it was just intuitive and the orgasm that i had from that really changed my life like it um it kind of catapulted trauma out of my body mm. and that was also the moment when i felt like wow okay that is really <laughs> powerful like our sexual energy is so powerful and it can actually heal and it can do things you know um so what i yeah, what I teach, what I did myself is self-pleasure rituals. And this doesn't always mean like you masturbating. Self-pleasure can be just like touching your body. You know, sometimes your inner child just wants to be held and just wants to be safe and you need a hug. Sometimes that might be touching yourself. Sometimes that might be dancing. And sometimes that might be self-pleasuring in the form of masturbating. Um, so I think that um, I would recommend that, like connecting with, like um, connecting with rebuilding safety in your body and connecting to your body and feeling your body connecting to your senses and being in the body um so that's definitely uh one part and um yeah like the, the, so it's really hard to, to describe and explain these these you know tools and techniques because um obviously you cannot really say this is how um how the the practice will turn out for example so a self-pleasure practice can lead to crying it can lead to orgasm it can lead to screaming um so that is the the next thing to ex explore your body while also accepting and welcoming all the emotions that are coming up so whatever comes up and especially as women we hold so much tension and trauma and emotions in our womb space, in our vagina. So when we connect to that part um, for the first time often, 
um, then so much can come up. So, you know, it kind of, I think every body part has like an awareness in itself. And if we connect to the awareness of a womb space, for example, sometimes it happens that when women connect to their womb for the very first time, like deeply connect with it, they realize how much, um, how much pain there is or how much um, numbness there is or that they never ever connected. And there's this sadness of knowing like, wow, I'm, I'm a grown up woman and I've never ever connected to my womb space. And they, they can kind of feel the sacredness, you know? They remember the sacredness of their um, body, of their sexuality, of their womb space, because um, it's literally the portal that brings life, right? So it's, I think women are goddesses, no matter if we want to have children, but um, in itself, we're made to be goddesses. We're made to birth life. Um, and so my, my work is kind of like a blend between pleasure and focusing on pleasure, on safety, like building a life with pleasure, doing pleasure rituals, while also accepting all that is not pleasure, because yeah, that's the key to experiencing more pleasure. Like you said, the deeper you're willing to go with your pain, with your darkness, the deeper you can experience pleasure because everyone wants to feel more pleasure right everyone wants to feel more bliss more love more pleasure we want to have more money and like there's always more of these good things but we're not willing to feel what is needed to you know to feel those things or to invite those things and we're not willing to go through the blocks and we're not willing to look at our pain and hold ourselves and see the parts of us that are wounded or that feel um that feel like um yeah broken or that, that don't feel whole um, and I think automatically there's like uh, darkness coming up when you work with your sexuality because I personally have never met a woman that has only like a beautiful, peaceful, loving experience with her sexuality. It yeah. starts when we're, you know, when we're young, young girls or women, for example, that this, this thought that um, the first sex is supposed to hurt like that's so crazy that so many girls think that it's normal that the first time sex hurts that's like so so sad that we live in a culture where this is a norm where this is normal because it's not normal like sex should never ever ever hurt not the first time and yeah no matter what circumstances so kind of like going into those experiences and releasing them through for example vaginal dearmoring that's like a very powerful um, technique where you basically massage the outside and in, like the, your vulva and the inside of your vagina and you kind of release like with like a massage where you release pressure and tension and stress you kind of like massage yourself and in that process i don't know experiences also trauma can be released so um i yeah it's it's kind of like intertwined going deeper in your sexuality will basically always bring up some wounded parts and darker parts um and what I also, what is very common amongst, I think, pretty much all women is that there is this really deep seated anger in the womb space, sitting in a womb space. And it's an anger of knowing that the collective feminine for thousands of years has been suppressed and tortured. And so many, there's so much violence that has been going on with our bodies and still is going on. And there's this kind of like connected collective anger and rage in our womb space of like all the things that have ever been done to women and so going on this journey sometimes means yeah connecting with the with the dark goddess with um like that part of us that just wants to destroy it that wants to rage or that wants to you know like has um yeah just has this deep deep rage um so yeah that that's 
it's, it's kind of like, yeah, like I said, inter intertwined, um, connecting with, with that part. Um, and our sexuality basically reflects or mirrors our relationship to ourselves. So whatever we experience on a sexual level, we experience in life in general. So for example, um, if you have uh, difficulties orgasming, and that's something that happens a lot, or many, many women have that, then often it's also this difficulty to surrender and to let go and to feel safe in general in life. So basically working with a sexuality automatically kind of confronts you with your shadows or your, your darkness um, and the white side, <laughs> like you, like you said, um, that's, um, yeah, I, I say that, or like the way I describe my work is that I say that I combine the erotic, the dark and the wild feminine, because all those parts of being feminine is kind of suppressed. So is the wild feminine, which is our, you know, the, the, the woman in us or the, the part in us that um, creates a life how she wants, not how society tells her to. And she um, knows her worth comes from her body, uh, from, from inside her, from inside her, not from her body, you know, and who lives freely from any norms, from any standards of how she's supposed to be. And that part is often very suppressed in us women um, and also suppressed in our sexuality, you know, like the, for example, the, the, the slut, this, the archetype of the sacred slut, for example, that's, you know, is, is suppressed or, you know, all these, these parts that are, that don't fit into the box of the, the good girl or the good mother is kind of suppressed and the, the wild part of women is also, um, yeah, is also part that is not really, um, it's not really um, accepted as much. So that's also something that can, yeah, that, that I work with and that I try to like, um, you know, every woman has a wild side, everyone has a wild feminine side. It's, we, we all have all facets inside us and integrating that part and living that part embodying that part helps us become become more whole so yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing i resonated a lot with it and it's a process also i guided a white woman um healing journey the other day and it came up intuitively where we unlocked the white woman and she came out and then suddenly i had the impulse to make them turn around and when they turned around they saw all these generations of locked white women and they unlocked them and it was so powerful when they shared what came up and how much ang anger is also there that we we allowed that and that it's still in our bodies even if our mind doesn't remember it's stored in our dna and i recently heard this story of um of a friend of mine that shared you know the the mouse um the pavlov pavlov experiment where the mouse is conditioned to a sound when it gets uh, food and they did the same with pain so they pressed a button and the mouse received pain so after doing this for a while the mouse um conditioned that the sound means pain so the body already tensed and then they looked and generations after even without adding the pain the mouse had the contraction in their bodies when they heard the sound even though they've never experienced the pain and that's the thing that the sometimes the ugly side of this healing journey that we not only release the pain from us and our story but also from generations before and this spreads to all areas to your money mindset to your sexuality how you feel about yourself how 
everything is connected and it's so so powerful that we can we now have the tools that we can release it and to work with our bodies to to access these layers and as hard as it is sometimes it's also so beautiful and it, it literally changes our lives immediately the deeper we go the more the expansion grows for all the other things we want to experience so how did your life change after that like how do you live your life right now compared to that was only three years ago you said you came out of the narcissistic relationship right yeah yeah i think it was like three four years ago when yeah when i kind of like i was on a healing journey in general for several years before but three four years ago is when my sexuality journey began um yeah um so can, can you say the question again um, how your life changed if you look at the transformation through your healing work how you felt back then and how you feel right now in yeah. your everyday life um i think my yeah my life changed 180 degrees so <laughs> now i am um yeah I'm, i'm living my dream yeah i'm basically living my dream life like i i do naked podcasts like you know that's that's <laughs> empowering women and speaking with another powerful woman about sexuality and all these um yeah juicy topics um i i can work from anywhere i found my purpose and my passion uh, through this work through this healing journey um i attracted my soulmate uh, relationship i yeah like everything in my life is flowing right now i have like the you know the, the the freedom the creativity to to do whatever i want i can live wherever i can you know when i my work consists of me creating something that comes from within so you know i have this idea think oh wow okay um i re i'm really feeling this um this program or this retreat or this event um and also what really touches me is that um my work helps others on their journey so You know, when I, I think that's like the, the biggest gift to me is to give to others. Um, so knowing that I went through certain steps and I uh, tried out certain things and I, yeah, I have my, my experience in giving that to others and helping others maybe shortcut through a journey or feel supported, feel seen, feel heard. Um, and everything in my life changed. So like you said, my money mindset, like I had the like most people i had a very shitty money mindset so i was constantly broke and struggling with money um and i i kind of like had a direction in life like things that interested me but i never had the courage to really go after my dreams and to make my dreams reality and all these things so um yeah i i I completely changed my life. I also studied, like I studied because I thought I have to study. I felt like, well, yeah, I have to study, right? That's that's what what is um, uh, what is asked from me. I, I I need to study so people take me serious. And now I do very deep healing work. I give retreats, and no one ever asked me what I studied or what certifications I have because it doesn't matter. Like you know, do you want someone who has a certification or do you want someone who you know knows what they're doing and you feel safe with? So. And who's been um, through it too? That's the main, the yeah, exactly. Biggest game changer. You know how it feels because you've been there yourself. That's why you can hold the space for it. Yeah, so totally. So you turned your biggest pain into your purpose and yeah, rose from the ashes to create this life. And that's so beautiful. How 
when when did you choose to make this your your career like until when did you have a full-time job or a side-time job and when did you say okay and now I feel maybe not ready but now it's time to to believe in me and my my work yeah so when the narcissist relationship was over I started to kind of share my words and my thoughts on Instagram um, but just you know for the sake of sharing so I shared about already about femininity and um, you know spirituality all those topics but it was not specifically about sexuality yet but I shared my my experience and I just yeah shared my thoughts and then I kind of like built this community um, of people that liked my thoughts so they resonated or that oh I felt the same and they kind of like saw the steps I went through and they kind of saw me thrive more but also sometimes like you know go <laughs> go down or you know sometimes in a healing journey you go some steps back and then go one step forward so it's you know it's it's not really linear right it's like like cycles um, and from then yeah i don't know it's slowly like more and more came into this energy of people asking me for advice or sharing that something really helped them um, through their own journey what i shared and then back then i did a yoga teacher training kundalini yoga teacher training uh, which was amazing um and i started working as a yoga teacher um so i kind of like went into the teacher role so basically my path like all these it was like little breadcrumbs coming together like like a thread coming together and then it kind of organically more and more got into me having my first coaching client and doing a women's circle and um yeah and, and then step by step it kind of led up to me thinking okay I want to like this is my passion I want to do this um and I had a friend, she's a photographer, and we met and we were kind of like at the same point in life. That was maybe two years ago, where we didn't really, um, we kind of like had our skills and our interests, but we didn't really know how to turn it into, you know, something else. And we kind of inspired each other. So um, she now does um, essential photography um, and yo essential yoga. And I started to, yeah, work in this area with um, with women. and. We kind of like sparked each other's purpose a bit more so kind of yeah one one thing led to the other so, yeah so now you what are your next steps so what is your big vision right now where do you see yourself going mm, such a beautiful question oh i have so many so many steps so many visions um maybe my 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 biggest vision right now is to have my own healing or retreat center where people can come and where i work with others where i give my own retreats um and just like you know this this healing space like a space where you can just book yourself in for days or weeks or months or however long you want um where i host events and so i think that is like my my big vision although it's it feels very realistic so it's nothing that I, it's nothing that i'll have in only in five years i think it will happen sooner <laughs> um where do you see that um either on ibiza or mallorca to be honest so um yeah i recently with my partner we found this place in mallorca and it's still like this dream but we know wow okay there are these places and it is possible and we just you know have to like um send our thoughts and our um, manifestations in the right way and then things will things will happen wow. so cool. yeah yeah and other than that i just want to 
um, yeah, spread my message and spread my word and um, work with more women and um, expand and yeah, kind of like, yeah, I, I expand my, my words, spread my words in the world. Mm, so beautiful. How can people work with you, connect with you? What do you offer right now? So I offer one-on-one -on -one coachings. Um, so that is that is the way that I do retreats. So in-person retreats, um, I always have one English and one German retreat. So my German retreat will be in August. Um, and the English one is um, still in the planning phase, um, but will be launched soon. And then I have online courses. So I have my kind of my signature online course, which is called Sacred Metamorphosis, because it's basically my own journey. So the metamorphosis that I went through, so that all the tools, the techniques, especially around sexuality, um, body acceptance, self-love, healing, also trauma healing um, is kind of in that course. So that's like my my baby or my my biggest project so far. Um, and I, yeah, I, I do a live version um, the last one this year, um, and you can also get the tool, uh, the the course in self study. Mm, yeah. So and every now and then I host online events or workshops. So um, yeah, there's there's something for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. For you know, no matter where you are in your journey and how deep you want to go as well, um, not everyone is really you know willing or ready to to go deep into to go on a full month's course journey because um, that requires a lot of you obviously yeah so beautiful i will link it in the show notes as well yes i have one last question mm -hmm. and i would invite you to close your eyes right now and to envision a younger version of you and doesn't matter which age pops up if you could tell one sentence to your younger self right now what would it be mm. What instantly came up is you're safe and yeah, you're cared for. Mm. Yeah, that's what my younger self would have needed to hear the most or what you didn't feel, um, safety. And I think that's something that, yeah, every one of us needs and the, the base baseline for so many things in our life. So mm. yeah, and you're safe and cared for yeah so beautiful what age came up when you saw that mm, i saw myself when i was four or five like i had little uh, curls like light blonde curls curly hair <laughs> <laughs> so i saw so that version of me yeah yeah it's a beautiful question what would you tell yourself mm, i never get asked that question um trust and never doubt yourself there's mm. so much magic behind you mm. and how how old were you when you saw yourself right now prime primary school so six seven but it mm -hmm. I think it was a message to all my younger versions because it's always been something that I I felt that I have a lot of power and a lot of magic, but I I allowed my doubts to to dim that light and I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm really 
I wish I, I knew that earlier that it's possible to not doubt yourself all the time and to go down that, that rabbit hole. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for this conversation, Celia. Yeah, thank you too, Tanya. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Make sure to connect to Celia on Instagram. I linked her details in the show notes.